Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, yeah, good to be here with you again, Elijah. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's good to have you here in my lounge room. Yeah. Yeah, figuring out, figuring out how to do uh, this uh, podcasting together, yep, taking right. conversations we might have just together yep. and do them uh, with an audience. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. A father and son yeah. conversation. Mm. And um, yeah, we just want to be helpful, mm. don't we? Mm. We do. <laughs> you do. So yeah. if you don't know who we are, if you've just come on to, yeah. I guess this is our week three, third installment of our five-week podcast on Ephesians. Yes. Um, I'm Elijah, and me and my wife have been on a journey, well, with you, Dad, but we've been on a journey leading a, a prayerful community of love, a faith community. Um, commonly called a church. Commonly our, called a our, church. In our culture. That's yeah. right. I'm yeah. always like, well, we're all the church. It's my yeah. pedanticness, it bugs yeah. me that we say that. But that's, this is the start of the podcast, and you've already heard what bugs me. Um, <laughs> you can ignore that. But... So we are on a journey of slow, yeah. small, and simple. Yeah. We're a church of neighborhood churches or micro churches, small churches. Um, some people call them home churches, but we're a network of these small churches. We come together once a month and in mm. other scenarios. We're connected via our <coughs> eldership and our pastors. Mm. But we, we felt led by God as we see in scripture and as mm. as we led by the spirit in us the holy spirit in us to do these small slow yeah um the slow burn isn't it we're not looking after well part of me wants the immediate wins <laughs> but when we're not after the immediate wins we're after the slow discipleship i think eugene peterson uh coins discipleship as what is it like a, a, sl- a slow journey in the in the same direction a long, slow journey oh, in the okay. same yep. direction. Yeah. So we have this discipleship yeah. where we are looking to practice the way of Jesus together. Mm. And out of that, we have this daily Bible plan yeah. that you can tap into via our website. That I think we'll mention at the end, but it's unitechurch.org.nz. We have a Bible plan for every day of the week as we go through Ephesians. Mm. And we share that in our communities. Yeah. We're focused around Jesus, around the Word, and around the Spirit of God. And as we mm. do that, we're believing that we will grow as apprentices of Jesus mm. and that from this, our love will overflow into the world around us. Yeah. So it's missional. Our prayer is missional. We want to see Jesus. We want to partner with Jesus in his redemptive plan to make the world right again. And uh, while you're talking, I was just thinking about the, um, on, on my wife and I, Grace, are part of one of the neighborhood churches uh, when we can be there. And, and so we do participate in their Slack uh, conversations on the Bible reading. So for people and, that don't know, Slack is a oh yes, yep. what, social media platform yeah. where you message each other. There's conversations yeah. online in a, in a closed uh, community environment. Carry on. And, and I read something this morning uh, when I was just looking at the comments people had made over the last week on, on Slack. And, and, uh, and it just really blessed me to read it. Um, and I'm trying to follow it. Find where it is now, but it's uh, it along the lines of you know that that God saw us before creation, and oh, such a neat comment. Uh, oh, this one, this one, yeah. I was found before I was lost. Yeah. God saw us before creation, 
as his created children, he says in Ephesians 1, 4. And then he sent Jesus to make a way for us to be found <coughs> from being lost. But we were seen before we were lost. And I just love the way this a young lady put it. Um, I was found before I was lost. And so, mm. so part of having the Bible reading and sharing together is that we get to hear one another's voice yeah. around us and one another's insights. And sometimes there's questions that we can help speak into as well. But I just thought I'd share that because it blessed me this morning to read that comment. <coughs> it's yeah. amazing, eh? And when we yeah. get together around the world, word, mm. we encourage each other to do this, this yeah. long journey. Yeah. The Bible says, do not grow weary. Yeah. And doing good because it, yeah. because if we're following Jesus, it is the long journey. Yep. And that's going to take us right into um, the reading we've got today. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so we yeah we just yeah. want to help you and and we just keep your spirit soft, keep your mm. heart soft as as you mm. as you listen. And yep. we're really hoping that as we just have our ramble on in our conversation, that. Mm. The spirit would move in hearts of listeners. Yes. Yep. And in ours, I feel that already in mine. Yep. And that, yeah. yeah, that we would be growing mm. from the inside out. Yep. Let's so our, our little quick recap of the last two weeks. Week one, we read from Ephesians one to two, verse ten, and the main theme there was from heaven to heart to hand. Yeah. Maybe not the main theme, but something that we yes, yeah felt God pull out for us. Well, we saw that, didn't we? Ephesians um, 1, 3. Mm-hmm. We are blessed in heavenly places mm-hmm. with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So, And then it talks a lot about what that means and also talks about how we come into Christ Jesus yep. in Ephesians 2, um, 1 to 8 and 9. But, but that too, we're in Christ Jesus. It's an incredible mystery but reality. Yep. But then right at the end of that verse Two verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 10, we saw that. So we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Yeah. That brings it right now to today, right now to how I'm living my life yeah. um, in the world, the place and the time I'm in. Even to this moment, we're in now. So from heaven yep. to hand, to yeah. right now. That's yeah. right. I love yeah. that. And then, yeah, yeah beautiful, Dad. And mm. then we went into last week, week two, mm. was, it was entitled Stones Not bricks and we talked one of the main themes there was the peace of jesus jesus being our peace and in that peace we all find each other yeah that's right and we're all joined together Mm. into this this temple this spiritual house that god is building that is real um in in his realm may not we may not feel it in our natural realm but it's real in his realm ephesians 2 2021 and of course it's been built of living stones not bricks. Yes. And, and the is, difference is? The difference is men, men make bricks, but the stones come out as created. They come out in the form there, and they're not all carbon copied. Mm-hmm. They're not produced out of a production line. Each stone has a uniqueness about it, but somehow in the peace of God, they can be put together in a way that brings glory to God in which God dwells and which he can then increase his um, presence on earth. Love and it. And so, yep. Uh, That was awesome. What a great review. Let's get into it. Yes. Week three, Ephesians chapter four. It's quite a famous part of the Bible. It's definitely one that I think I've heard a lot. Well, yes, and definitely in certain parts of the church, there's there's themes in here that that, uh, have a lot of airtime. You know, the the fivefold apostle, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher come out of this. So we're going to talk about this later, aren't we? And and things like that, the, the unity in the church that's... It's almost like I'm summing up, but um, of the first three chapters into a 16-verse synopsis. 
Yeah. Yes, so this is probably the, the shortest uh, <clears throat> passage we've gone through and will go through in this mm. series. Yeah. And the reason is because there's so much in for yep. 1 to 16. Yeah. And we want to give it some space yes. to breathe. Yeah. And we want to give it uh, rightful place of honor, I think. You yes. know, we want to yeah. go, yeah, let's, have, let's, let's not just brush past these comments. Let's mm. al- allow these words that... Mm. The Apostle Paul is writing to land in our hearts. Yeah. And it'll also pull on some of the themes and some of the truths that, that have been um, laid out for us in chapters 1 to 3. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Shall we start? Yes, we shall. Well, well. So what we're actually going to do, we, we had a little talk <clears throat> pre, pre-recording. We're going to do this one. We're going to jump to yes. verse 4 yep. to 10. We're going to go back to verse 2 to 3, yep. and then we're going to jump to verse 11 to 16. And the reason is, verse 1 focuses on the calling mm. that we have received. Verse 4 to 10 expands on the calling. Yes. We go back to 2 and 3, which gives us our personal responsibility as believers. Yep. And then we go to 11 to 16, which expands upon that yep. into our collective responsibility as the church yep. the body of believers yep. the building of believers mm. uh, so so that's how we're going to read it now obviously in your daily bible readings you're just going to read through <laughs> so we're going to we're going to play with it a little bit so go along the journey yeah. with us mm. feels like the magic school bus do you know that program <laughs> no <laughs> no a bit too old no yeah. so just pretend we're your miss frizzle dan do you know that Yes, <laughs> I will be your Miss Frizzle. Let's, yeah. let's go on the magic school bus. Yeah. Here we go. Verse 1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Yeah. Yeah. You want to speak into that? Well, I've got lots to say. Uh, go for and, it. And, um, but first, I want to just take a moment on that word prisoner. Yeah. Because it's not figurative, is it? Nope. It's real. And, mm-hmm. and for us to remind ourselves as we read these verses in Ephesians, which are some of the most positive, uh, superlative, yeah. full of richness yeah. verses you can read in the Bible, concentrated into one uh, short series of um, passages and prayers, the author that the Holy Spirit is working with is sitting in a prison because he was anointed of God as an apostle to spread the gospel. Because of his anointing from God, his calling from God, Mm. because of his faithfulness Mm. to that, because he was living like a son of God and not like a son of the world, he was in prison. And it's so important for us to grasp this, that, that the calling of God actually attracts opposition. Wow. The anointing of God on us, actually. And we're talking in the spiritual yeah. realm. You know, we're going to find out in Ephesians 6 that we don't mm. fight with people, but we do have a fight in the spiritual yeah. realm. And in our fight is not primarily fighting with, but actually standing in the midst of. And we see it clearly mm. worked out in Jesus. I've been not get into preaching mode. Uh, <laughs> clearly worked out in Jesus standing silent yeah. before his accusers. Yeah. Why was he accused? Because he was the son of God walking in as a called 
calling from the Father and the anointing on his life for the season he was on earth, doing the good works the Father purposed and planned for him to do before he even came to earth. All these things we're reading about in Ephesians, Mm -hmm. he was doing it. And because of that, he attracted the opposition. He attracted the temptation. He attracted the um, difficulty. So you're not saying, you're actually saying they're not unrelated. They're not unrelated. It's actually a direct consequence of it. Yes. Yeah, they're direct consequence. Because once we start to know who we are as a son of God and living in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we attract spiritual opposition. Why would the devil be opposed to those who who are are on his team? Hmm. Until we have the the seal, as we read in Ephesians 1.13, the Holy Spirit comes to seal in us that which we've received in Christ, which is a tangible thing. Hmm. He's in our life. He's marking Hmm. who we are. Well, you know, the devil's not too worried about us. But once we've got the seal of the Holy Spirit and we're starting to allow that to lead us, we start to live like a son of God, not the son of the world, of this natural world. And and now we will attract his um, opposition, his temptations in in a greater way than maybe we thought before. before. It reminds me of um, that passage when Jesus says in John, I can't remember where, where he goes... Uh, in this life, yeah. you will have trouble. Yep. But take heart, for I've overcome yeah. the So world. he says it in John 15, That's he says right. it in John 16, and he says it in John 17. Wow. And the one you're referring to is the one at the end of John 16. Yes. In this word, you will face trouble, tribulation, testing. Of many kind, doesn't it yeah. say? But mm. I, take heart, I have overcome. He says this, he talks about the same thing in John 15. They hated me, they'll hate you. Mm. He says in John 17, the, this world, you know, the enemy will come against you. Why? Because you've believed my word. Wow. Because you've received my word into your heart. So Paul is a prisoner of the Lord. And, and, and this is the life worthy of the calling. This is the life worthy of the calling. And, and as we look later, you know, here's, here's one of the models of what it is to be an apostle. I want to, um, wow. and I just picked up my phone because I've got the Bible open on it. And uh, and I want to just read some verses from Timothy, because there's another point I want to make here. Yeah, okay. Remember Jesus Christ. I'm in Second Timothy chapter two, verse eight. Mm. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, risen from the dead. Of course, there was a cross before there was a rising from the dead. The offspring of David. He's linked to the whole of the Old Testament story. Not linked. He's the Scripture testified of Jesus. And he said, you believe in me according to scripture. Mm. Uh, that link, that offspring of David links them, at, well, just brings them into that story. Mm. As preached in my gospel, Paul said, this is the gospel I've preached for which I am suffering. Mm. That's the point, as a prisoner of the Lord. For which I am suffering, <coughs> bound with chains as a criminal. Mm. So it wasn't some cushy imprisonment. But listen to this, what he says, but the word of God is not bound. If we were reading that in the NIV or something like saying, mm. I am chained, but the word of God is not chained. Can you yeah. hear what the word's saying there? My current circumstances and situation in life do not limit the work of the Holy Spirit, not only in me, but through me. Hope. Hope. Yeah. That, that, that I don't look around and think, well, my circumstances mean I can't be effective for God. Right. My circumstances mean I can't fulfill the call of God on my life. Yeah. My circumstances mean I can't do that which God has put yeah. in my heart to yeah. do. No, he's saying, I'm in chains, mm. but the word of God is not in chains. Yes. And of course, he wrote Ephesians while he was there. 
So the word of God wasn't enchained. It wasn't enchained to them and it wasn't enchained for us. Not only that, in another place in scripture we read about many of the palace guard were starting to believe in Jesus. So the word wasn't in chains. And so it's important for us to know that, that you know, our capacity to live in the calling, the deep relationship we have, the growing depth mm. of relationship as a son of God, a daughter yes. of God, in Christ, before the Father, and to see what he's put in us to come out and bless other people, those good works, is, is not... Um, limited or constrained by the circumstances yeah, we're great. in and, and and of course we get these challenging testimonies on this from the church churches and countries like china and and how they read, read yeah. about them so we learned that when we got put in prison for the gospel um not to try and get out of prison but to ask god now why am i here wow why am i here what is it i'm here for can i stop you there because yeah. actually if you're listening particularly if you're in the west and you find yourself in something that feels Mm. We, I, I actually don't want to put our sense of struggle alongside someone else. I'm not trying no. to compare there, but I'm saying <clears throat> we do have our own struggles. Yeah. I'm not trying to... I want to validate you, mm. but I also don't want to compare with other people's. I'm not, mm. trying, to, um, I'm not trying to minimize the, the massive, incredible mm. struggles in the church in China. Mm. But I, I do want to say, I want to bring it to home because yeah. I hear that and I'm like, wow. There's something in me that I feel God saying, hey, yep. stop giving me your excuses. Like, yeah. like, come on, church. Like, if I could be here the heart of this, you know, like, oh, but yeah. this, but this, but this. Oh, you know, oh, but I have young kids. Oh, but I'm not in the job I want. Oh, but I'm, the income's not what it needs to be. Yeah. Oh, but I can't. All these different and very real things. Oh, this, but I can't afford to buy a house in New Zealand right. at the that's moment. That's right. Very real yeah. things. And a, bu- and a bunch of other ones. Oh, yeah. but I'm single. Oh, but I'm married to someone I don't yeah. like. I don't know. Oh, but my health is not as good as that's it should right. be. And, and yeah. we're not here to not validate that. But maybe in the middle of that, stop the God, take me out of it and say, God, why am I here? Well, how do I bring forth your kingdom? How do I do... Uh, I may not understand why I'm in this, but I can, I can see, you know, the hand of God bringing about his kingdom Absolutely. while I'm in it. That's right. And, you know, many of the times in China, it's actually they then come across a person who responds to the gospel. And in, the conclusion just means, yeah. yeah. So God let me go through all this because there was someone there he wanted to bring the gospel to. Who knows, isn't it? And, because we want to remind ourselves yeah. that this life on earth is the corridor. It's the hallway. Yep. It's yep. not our true, full mm. life. Yep. Just want to read a couple more verses on this from yep. Second Timothy, because uh, he says, "For which I'm suffering, bound and chained, mm-hmm. but the word of God is not chained." Mm-hmm. Uh, verse ten, and I'm reading uh, English Standard Version for those who are interested in that things. Therefore, mm. I endure everything mm. for the sake of the elect, the sake of the church, the sake of the saved, that they may also obtain. The salvation that is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. Yeah. Take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said. Um, If we endure, we will also reign with him. And it concerns me a little bit in this day and age that we have a lot of Christians who will grab a hold of a verse that Mm. we reign in Christ. And, and they'll use that as like a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card almost, or like a, you know, I, I don't have to do anything to have this. I just do it. It's like we want an easy gospel. When we, have a, we can receive the gospel so easily because it's all paid for in Jesus. Mm. But we've got to live it with some endurance. Yeah. Uh, and it says if you, we endure, we will also reign with them. 
If there's no overcoming in us over the things of the world, there's no reigning yeah. in Christ. Yeah. They go together. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. Um, it's, he's always there waiting for us to come back to pay him attention again, to give our faith to him again. Yeah, right. So we better keep moving. Love it. Uh, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad we took some time there. So, so as a prisoner for the Lord, yes. he says, as one who's enduring everything that comes upon my life mm. for the sake of the gospel, looking for how, even though I am chained, God's word is not chained. Yes. Uh, one who is reigning in Christ because I'm learning to suffer with Christ. And you could go read Romans 8, was it 17, uh, talks about, mm. you know, we receive the glory that, and suffering. They're put in the same context. Yeah. He says, mm. he's saying to those who are listening to him, now and we're listening to him now we're listening to how the spirit of god is speaking through these scriptural words to us hearing what is the spirit saying to my spirit yeah he says walk in a many manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called yeah so what's the calling to which we've been called that's incredible and we're gonna we're gonna see yeah. the calling expound yeah. on verse four. So, so what do you think? Are oh, you asking? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's generic? Do you mean like the calling we've all been called the yes. same calling? Yeah. This, this is this is the big calling. <clears throat> uh, there are callings to particular roles in the body, but I think this is the calling into okay. in, into Christ. Have you answered it or are you still asking? Well, I'm still asking okay, what you, so you feel it might be, but what we've calling, read in Ephesians in particular. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I feel like the calling is to partner with Jesus for his great purpose, his yeah. redemptive plan yeah. for the whole world. Yeah. So he's got a redemptive plan from the beginning of time to the end of time to mm. bring all things back to a new heaven and new earth. Yep. Like almost restore, but also bring to brand new. Yes. So there's the same and a difference. Yep. But he's got a redemptive plan. Yep. I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to renovate, restore. Bring this back yep. to its true purpose, yep. and I want you to be a part of that. Yeah. So I would say that would be my calling mm, in Christ. Yeah. So in Ephesians, he's he's talked about being adopted as sons. Yeah. Our calling is to come into our adoption as sons. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In Ephesians, he's talked about the redeeming, as you mentioned, that word redemption, the redemption that's ours in the blood mm. of Jesus Christ, okay. and this is an expression of the mercy of God. Mm. Our calling is to live in in this redemption. Yeah. In Ephesians, it talked about how God is wanting to sum up everything in verse one, chapter 1, verse 10, in Christ. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, so we want to say, I'm called to be in the everything, in Christ. Wow. Uh, but if we go to chapter 1, and in verses uh, 15 down, there's a prayer, mm. verses 7 and 18, says very clearly, he says, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened or mm. opened so you would know mm. the hope to which you're called. The hope to which you're called. I love that. The hope to which we're called. This hope that, that we have in heaven. Uh, Colossians 1.27, I believe it is, talks about this mystery that's been revealed. That Christ in us is our hope of glory. This is a perfect place to land into verse 4. It is. Verses Let's 3. 4, yeah, verse four, 4 to 10. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll read it out and then we we'll, keep going. Yep. Here we go. So we're going to go to verse 4 mm. of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Mm. There is one body and one spirit, mm. just as you were called to one hope yep. when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God 
and Father of all, mm. who is over all and through all yeah. and in all. Yeah. But to each one of us, grace has been... Do you want to stop there? Yeah, we'll just stop at verse 6. Yep. Um, and this idea of one just comes out, doesn't it? And our calling is to be in the one body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the one spirit, in Christ, the one Lord Jesus, the one faith, the one baptism, the yeah. one hope he talks about that belongs to your call. Yes. The one hope that you received in your call. You know, when we go back a couple of verses, and it says, Now unto him who is able, verses chapter 3, 20 and 21, who is to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think or imagine. Yes. You know, we love these words. Or many times we hear them over and over again. God's able to do more than we can ask or think or imagine according to the power at work within us. This yeah. relates to the hope. Yeah. This relates to hope. We can have a hope that is more than we could ever imagine for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is so important for us today as believers to have this hope that is not in ourselves. And it's not in our created world. Yep. And it's for it, but it's not in it. Right. It's for ourself, but it's not in myself. Yeah. It's not in another person, another group of people, an institution. It's not in a government. It's not in anything to do with the created world as we know and live in it. It's for it all, yeah. but it's not in it. This is a theme all the way through scripture. Mm-hmm. That, that the problem with men is that we shifted our hope. Yeah. We shifted our hope from God, the creator, to creation itself. Yeah. And when we come into Christ, one of the deepest learnings that goes on in our spirit, one of the changes is, it's actually a transformation, not just a learning, mm-hmm. is that we start to live in everything. Mm-hmm. Not just for our spiritual life, in everything from this one hope we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, that this becomes, you know, we see this worked out all the way through the Bible, really, but Abraham is a great example, isn't yeah. it? And, um, and just going to a few verses in Romans chapter 4, which is all about Abraham and bringing him right into our story today. Mm. So taking the big story of God being told right through the scripture, evidenced in Abraham for what, 10, 11 chapters in Genesis yeah. and, and all the way, reference to all the way through the Old Testament. Yeah. And then, then chapter Romans 4 just pulls it right into mm. current today faith in God through Jesus Christ. That's awesome. and, and I love how it talks about how verses 16 down, we're just going to pick up in about verse 17. It talks about Abraham had a faith in God that he could out of nothing bring something mm. and out of what was dead bring it alive. Wow. And then we've got that phrase, I think it's in verse 19 or 18, that Abraham hoped against all hope, some Bibles mm. put it, uh, that he considered the fact that his body was as good as dead and Sarah's body was as good as dead when it came to having children. But he believed God. So the picture we have there is he says, I'm not going to mm. hope in my body, yeah. my flesh, and I'm not going to hope in Sarah's flesh yep. that we can produce the promise of mm. God for us. I'm going yep. to hope in the uncreated God who has spoken the word yep. that in spite of all the evidence of the real evidence of my real body mm. and Sarah's real body and the evidence of decades of barrenness, mm. I'm going to hope in the uncreated God and the word he has given to me. Yeah. 
hope against hope. We have one hope, hope against hope. and his name is Jesus Christ. Yeah. We have one hope. In Christ we find the mm. Father. In Christ we find redemption. In Christ we find the love of God. Yeah. In Christ we find mercy Great. and grace. And we can go on and on. In yeah, Christ we right. find the Holy Spirit flowing into our life and being the testimony of Christ in yeah. us, of sonship in us. But in Christ we're also told we find the Father who gives every gift to his children who answers prayers who who provides he says seek first the king god and all these things you need in this world will be added unto you Mm. in christ we find in christ we find so the challenge for us i see here is to let our hearts die to all other hopes and ambitions and and things we cling to Mm. and cling to one hope jesus christ yeah and, and you find this again in, in Jeremiah, and he, he talks, and I think it's in 17, you know, do not put your hope in me. And anyone who puts their hope in people is, is not putting their hope in me, basically God's yeah, saying. And great. this is the problem. This is your problem because you can't get it right. Your own hearts, mm. he says in Jeremiah 79, are deceitful beyond all things. Yeah, right. you, you can't even hope in your own heart. Yeah. Um, so believer, you can't hope in your own heart. You can't purify your heart. You can't know your heart. But you can hope in Jesus. Yeah. And he has come so we can hope in him. And and the other thing we're talking a lot about here is unity. Yeah, you're right. So we find our unity when we find someone who shares hope, our hope. Yeah. Now, we may have a lot of things that are different. That's a great line. uh, And we may see a lot of things even to do about our Mm. understandings of God different. But we realize we've got the same hope. Yeah. And our hope is Jesus. There's a number of years ago I, I was pastoring in a place called Hamna in the South Island here. And we had a guy in our church who had a very different church background to me. And I'd been warned about him, actually, because he, <laughs> he was known to confront people that he thought had their theology wrong. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And, and then I met him. We got on really well. And, but I can remember a time, and he was maybe at that time 25 years older than me, and a very experienced church leader and businessman, and, and a really, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing about him that was proud or arrogant, but he had a zeal for truth. Yeah. And we, we went the once in his lounge room sitting and talking about some of the things that we believe differently. <laughs> some of the different ways we saw scripture outworking. But we both also realized we shared the same hope mm. in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we ended up weeping and praying together, which is wow. an extraordinary thing because we both loved the church. Wow. And we both loved what Jesus was doing. And we realized that our differences were smaller than our shared wow. hope. And, and so that's the only way unity will come about. I love that. So I just want to go on a bit here. Um, yep. I was going to read down 8 to 7 to 10, I said to you before. So I've got this one, yeah. one hope, one yes. Lord, one faith, one baptism. Don't get caught up on the words that we used in your baptism. Just, you know, the issue is, did your heart die to all other hopes and come alive or be full of life and full of the hope yeah. in Jesus Christ? Yeah. Romans 3, uh, t- sorry, Romans 6, 3 and 2 and 3 and 4 talks about that. Don't, don't get someone tangle you up with their little yeah. mind games. Yeah. But there's one God, one Father, all from this one hope. Verses down in 8 down, therefore it says, well, you can read it, 8 to 10. 7 to 10, are we going from bit to each one of us? Therefore, it says, oh yeah. But to each one of us, grace is oh, yep, yep, been given. Yep. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Verse 7, yeah. Here we go. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. 
This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Mm. I want to talk about this for a second. Yeah. I'll just finish the line because yeah. it actually doesn't make sense to me. But what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly mm. regions? Mm. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Yeah. That, it just feels like a lot of wordplay. Yeah. Can you like um like can you unpack yeah, that for a bit? I'm yeah. like, what are, what are you talking about? Well, well, I think I think verse seven is not quite as connected to the rest. You're right. The next part, and and I think the next part is connected to hope. Okay. Okay. In which ways? Well, we know that Jesus, when he faced the cross, it says, "For the hope." said before Mm -hmm. he endured so christian endurance that paul talked about yes apostle paul talked about in timothy and tested you know says i'm a prisoner here is not this stoic just hanging in there it has a hope Mm. it's seen something in heaven it's seen something in jesus it's heard something it's got something in its spirit that's alive in jesus Mm. and so it's got a hope that transcends the current situation that okay. they're in. Transcends what they can see, what they're experiencing, what they're feeling. Um, it transcends it. So, so he's saying here, this, this is talking about Jesus went on a cross. Okay. And then after the cross, he went down into a grave. What ascended on high, do you take that to mean the cross? No, take the no I take that to mean after the ascension when uh, he's gone sure. up to heaven. Oh, so yeah. he descended. He's like, and after he, but we sense. know that when he was in the grave and what for us is a, a brief time sure. of, on the third day. So it wasn't three full days. <laughs> he resurrected on the third day. Yep. But in there, there's a place in the scripture that says he went into hell. Into hell. Yep. So if you ever feel like you've been in hell, yep. yes, Jesus went there yeah. as the son of God, not losing his sonship. Wow. He descended into the you know, utter deepest parts of the earth, hun- whatever Psalm, that is. Psalm 139, even yeah. in the depths of yeah. hell, yeah. you are there with me. Even yeah. in the depths of darkness, you are there with yeah. me. Do you know, Dad, I've never, read it. I've never read this as his ascension. I don't know why in my head I never yeah. clicked it to. So when they, yeah. I kept thinking, what, what do you mean? But that, oh, that makes sense. It's quite clear, actually. Yeah. When he ascended on high, we see that in Acts, yeah. it shows that he actually also descended. And he's gone as low as you can go. Lower than you can go on earth. He went into hell itself. To fill the universe. High and low. Have we got to the heights and depths of his love? We've read read that, haven't we? We've read that at the end of chapter 3. They're there. So he took his love down into hell. And he's taken it up into heaven. But it's also telling us, remember the story, um, not the story, Jesus said, you've got to be like a seed, John 12. Like that goes down into the ground and dies. Yeah. And in the, as it goes down in the ground and dies, its new life, mm. its new potential can burst into being. Yeah. And he, he's doing it all. Incredible. He's, he's gone all the way down and he died to everything he was as Jesus who walked on earth. Yes. In the flesh and was raised as a new resurrected Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he, wasn't, he didn't have to die for his own sin, but he died for our sin, but the same. Yep. He showed us the way hope works. Wow. And then he has ascended to sit at the right hand of God the Father that we read about at the end mm. of chapter 1, mm. above everything, reigning. And remember, we, we if we don't re- endure with him, yep. we won't reign That's with right. him. If we don't That's descend right. with him, mm. we won't ascend. 
there's a robust hope here. Hope is quite yeah, robust. It is. Because it fills everything. It is. It's, <laughs> it's not only robust, it grows in our life. God seems to grow it in mm. our life through a process that involves descent before ascent. Wow. Cross before resurrection. Yeah. Trials before triumph. That's right. Tests before testimonies, uh-huh. um, challenges before overcoming. And, yeah. and so we've got to make sure we don't buy into the, the um, little message that somehow the devil managed to filter through of, you know, I, I got an anointing from God, now I, I'm never going to be touched by the devil. Uh, no, now you've got an anointing from God, you're going to cop it. Yeah. But greater is he that is in you than he yeah, that is in the fantastic. world. The life and the seed will come through. He who descends all the way into hell, he's ascended all the way into heaven. And, and just I love that. I want to take us, yep. I want to move us forward. Just one more thought there. The all word, right, the just word, one. The word transformation yep. requires a death. Mm. It's a good thought. Uh, transition. I can transition from this to that. With no death. With no death. But transformation requires a death, an end, a descent before there's an ascent. And, and, and it's going to look very different in different places and situations. So if God is doing a transformational work, which he is, we know, within our lives to transform us into sons of God revealed. Mm. We have the seed mm. when we believe Jesus, but that seed has to go through a tra- lead us through a transformational yeah. process. There will be times when we feel like just because we're following God, we are walking into death. Mm. We are walking into descent. And, and, and the scripture mm. give us so much to suggest that. King yep. David anointed as king as a boy. Mm. What did he go through before he walked that, that he was transformed into mm. that king ruling the nation? He endured. He endured. Uh, we, we know it from... Uh, you know, just Jesus' life himself. Yeah. We know it gives us, you know, we know it from Psalm 23. Mm. It takes me through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. I will fear no evil. Why? Because there's a transformational process going on. It's a good line and yeah. we could land there. And I, I love that because I think there's a, that's a, almost a key to even how we see um, Christianity yeah. and invitation and what we, mm. we've talked a lot of, you know, we see a lot of people making decisions for Jesus or whatever we call it. Mm. But actually, one of the key elements is here is, have you just transitioned? Yeah. In which case there's no transformation. Yeah. Or have you transformed, which is the aim, a life yep. that is actually transforming to become yes. more like Jesus. Yep. Our aim is not just to step over into forgiveness. Oh, look, no. I'm good. I took it to heaven. That's yep. one of the problems, I think, with Western church, yep. that we have landed in, oh, well, it's almost what is the minimum I can do to still go to heaven? Yeah. Instead of, which, which means we've lost sight of what it is and probably lost sight of heaven mm. in itself. Transformation is what wouldn't I give yep. to Jesus? He is everything. Mm. And I want my life to go into the death yep. to myself so mm. I can be reborn mm. into new life and grow from, I guess, spiritual infant yep. onward and upward into uh, someone who is partnering with him. Mm. We are not called it to is, just be forgiven. No, it's far deeper. And, and, and the implication is far deeper and more profound than mm-hmm. any of us realized probably when we first took the step. Yeah. And the implications, the responsibilities that come. And that's what this passage started up. I urge you yep. to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. So you've been called to be this person who, who lives in this hope. Yep. Yep. And not only lives in it, yep. but, but in that but exudes it. Yeah. Gives it off. Yes. And, and now there's a responsibility on us. And let's, let's uh, land right yep. there because uh, 
We um we 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 love a good conversation. Oh, I think it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm very aware. Verse two. Yeah. So now we land on our personal responsibility. Yeah. Be completely humble. Yep. And gentle. Yeah. Be patient. Bearing mm. with one another in love. These are not light words. No, they are not at all. Make every effort. Mm. Every effort. Yeah. I wonder if we saw our actual church communities in light of this passage. Yeah. What would be different? Yeah. I think there's a deep sadness yep. over God, mm. over some of our communities. Oh, I think so. And some of our yep. decisions to put yep. relationship at the cost of opinion. Yes. Yeah. Sacrifice um, relationship. That's right. Yeah. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit yep. through the bond of peace. Yeah. And because he just prayed in chapter three about of, of the familiness of the church. Mm. And as you're saying, how we often sacrifice relationship over opinion. Uh, just and, hits my heart. And, really we sacrifice, and we treat church more as a commodity. Oh. Uh, we feel like we go to the church, oh, this church doesn't sort of meet me anymore, so I'll just go to another one. So it's like, oh, I don't like this family, I'll just go join that family. Or and rather than understanding that there's a, there's a place to bear with some things. Mm. Um, and we can't spend too much time in these verses, but we do need to highlight the importance, as Elijah said, uh, all humility. Mm. It's just not about us. Yeah. It's just not about you. It's about Jesus. Uh, and you, when you come to know Jesus, you realize it's also about the ones he loves. That's the right. family. Uh, and That's those right. who are in the family and those who aren't in the family yet. Yep. So it might be about our enemy because yep. he might become another son of God. And so we better treat him like one before he's become one. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It's, we won't go too much on the different contexts because when you say stuff, you always, yeah. there's always stuff you, that you don't say. And the other element is we're not, like, we're not saying if there's abusive relation, relationships or dynamics in faith communities that you should just stay there. We're just saying yeah. that maybe we're too quick to move sometimes where God's saying, would you be yes. with? So we're not yeah. saying don't ever move. So th- this is not God a, sins yeah, as well. This, this is, yes, that's right. But that's different. And that is different. That's because, you know, I've left Unite. Yes. In one way. Yep. And I've been, I'm no longer uh, involved in any uh, positional leadership position in Unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't left in another way. That's right, relationally. Because relationally we're all still connected, and not just with you, but also mm-hmm. with many others. And we, uh, we yep. find we can come and go because it's like, we see it like grandparents. You know, your kids leave home, but they don't leave the family. And can I also yeah. say, sorry, just to, we want to move to 11, but can I say to yep. finish this um, mm. moment up, uh, also that there is onus on leaders in the church as well. Yes. So if you have any kind of leadership yes. element in the church here, they are not your people. They're God's people. Yes. Uh, we've got to we've got to resist tribalism and the insecurity that flows from from the ambition mm. of leadership. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about moral failings and how we can avoid them. We need to talk about the moral failing of grabbing glory. Yeah. Um, of control and yep. of seeking to. Finish the work yeah. that God started. Yeah. And I think, I'm not yeah. saying that to be like, mm. it's hard. I've, I've really struggled yeah. with this personally in my own journey with God mm. and, and leadership. And I've been involved in yeah. leadership for a long time. Yeah. And I've known that I'm called to help yeah. influence and serve people. And the journey here is, you know, part of our element of mm. the kingdom, the part that God's given as Karen and I to be shepherds and stewards over the people that we're called to serve. 
our our big desire is to release. Yes. So we actually see fruit as how many people can we release into what God's mm. got for them. So we understand that actually many people will be with us in community for a season. Yeah. Some for a lifetime. Yeah. Fewer than we think. So yeah. leaders, understand that it's fewer than you think are actually supposed to be with you for 30 years. Yeah. Release them. Send them. Have a heart that yeah. says, would you go? Would you, we, what is God saying? Uh, I mm. want to serve you. You, you know, we, we don't own anybody. No. And I think we would, we never say we would, but we act like we do sometimes. We do, yes. And, and some of the church teachings almost gone there, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but just, just before we move on to <laughs> patience. Yep. More important than what we tend to think in the Western church. Yes. Patience. With patience. You know, working with people is a patient job. Like parents bringing up children. <laughs> You've got to be patient. Uh, uh, you got to understand what they're under, where they're at in their maturity. Yeah. And, and there's things you put up with at one level of maturity that you don't put up with another. Bearing with one another in love. It's almost like I've got to have some mm. people in my life I'm bearing with yep. within my current body of Christ. Well, how can I fulfill the scripture? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. If there's yeah. no bearing with, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm probably not what God want, yeah, wants me. I, I'm, probably, I'm probably running from some things I should be walking with. Ooh. Uh, or hiding from some things I should be opening up to. Great. You know, we just turn, sometimes we stay in the room, but we close down to that relationship. Instead of bearing with and, and working with it. Yeah. And uh, some yeah. of us have brought up kids who haven't always you know, made calls that we were, you would have made if we were them yep. and that we would have wanted them to make as parents. You know, we learn to bear with. Yeah. We have to learn to bear with because we're still gonna, we're still gonna, we don't stop loving them. Yep. Uh, but, and, and then you know, remember this, these words, the unity of the spirit mm. and the bond of peace. Is this one of the highest goals of Jesus in the gospel. There's lots of words he prayed in yeah. John 17. I pray that they would be one in me. Remember, it's a unity of the spirit. Yeah. It's not unity with each other, but together we're united in the one hope, yeah. the one spirit, the one Lord, yeah. the one Jesus. And then as far as it depends on me, I will work to be at peace with all people. Great. They may not be at peace with me. That's not my issue. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great, Dad. Yeah. So we um, want to jump into verse 11 to That's 16. right. Here we go. Yeah. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Go for it. Just before we read on, mm -hmm. we just talked about the unity of the Spirit. Yes. We talked in Ephesians 1 about everything coming together in Christ. We talked in Ephesians 2. We saw it talked about the one new man in Christ. It talked mm. about being joined together. And I just want us to notice, it seems to me in looking at this, that the major outcome mm. of these gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teachers, to work in the church is seeing this unity grow and come into being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to, do we, do we want to land on five? Oh, there's a lot of people. Do you want to no, make let, a comment? Let's read, read to the end. Okay, and, here we uh, go. Yeah. That's great, Dad. Yeah. 
Well, I just said that because that doesn't seem to be the case most of the times when I hear fivefold talking about. That's right. It doesn't seem to be in the context of seeing the body of Christ mature Great. in the unity that God has called it to have. Wow. Yeah. Great, actually. Yeah. Here we go. So until so the body of Christ, that's us, may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Yeah. Should I carry on? Wow. Yep. Then we will no longer be infants. Do yeah. you hear that, church? Yep. So, so what <laughs> again, why, why are these gifts being given? So we will no longer be infants. Yeah. So there'll be a maturing in believers. What is maturity? Yeah. Is living more from the hope we have in Christ than from hopes we have in the world is one aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably actually a pretty good marker. Yeah. And probably patience. And patience, bearing <laughs> with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity, Yeah, uh, learning to be gentle with people, yeah. uh, allowing Ooh. being humble before in, in the community rather than arrogant. And uh, they should probably be some of our key measurements. Yeah. Like I actually think there are measurements that God calls us. We yeah. like to say either, we like to hone down on some measurements that aren't necessarily what God's asking us to do. But sometimes we react by saying, we'd be vague about it. Oh, mm. there's no measurement. No, God has said there is a measurement. No, how do you treat people? That's right. Yeah. How do you treat people? Yeah, does it reflect Jesus? That's right. Uh, is it, does it fit into the text that we just read about the calling we received? Completely humble, yeah. gentle, yeah. patient, yeah. bearing with, yeah. in love. So what we're saying there, that these gifts are given to... God gave these gifts because he wants this unity to be evident. He wants it coming out and he wants and, and he sees this is connected to the average believer growing in their maturity yes. as believers. Fantastic. Yeah, reading on. No longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. It's worth some thinking, isn't it? This is happening. Yikes. In the church. Mm. And it's not the only place in the New Testament it talks about it. Yeah. And it says in 2 Corinthians 11, it talks about how the devil is looking to deceive within the church today like he deceived Eve, away from a sincere and single devotion to Jesus Christ. Let's talk about it for just a moment because I get like, part of me reacts to sometimes people that seem to think everyone's deceiving and they call out false prophets and they, and so I guess, Part of me goes, oh, get over yourself, because it seems that these people that are doing that a lot yeah. don't actually have the fruit of God in their yeah. life. And there's no calling out of false prophets here. Here we go. There's a calling to. There's a calling to. And the calling to is always to Jesus. Great. And to the Jesus of the Scripture, mm -hmm. uh, according to Scripture. So we need to be seeing Jesus in Scripture. Yes. It should be growing in maturity. So are these fivefold's role? Is it to help the church grow and seeing Jesus in Scripture so He'll be, Holy Spirit can make Him alive in their lives so it can enable them to see what's not Jesus in the, in the different things that come around. So for people that are listening, and, and they may be believers, and maybe they think of their own church mm, context, yeah. where do apostles, prophets, and evangelists, and pastors, and teachers, what does that mean for them? Oh, yeah, average? and we can talk, I mean, and, and I don't have a conclusive understanding of these, and I've, I've been looking at this topic these verses 
I sat down in around 1989 and the leadership team was in a new church and we studied these together, we read some things on them and tried to figure out how do we implement this in our church. About 1989. So, so it's a concept of bounce in and out of for many years. That's when I was born. Yeah, yeah, right about when you were born. Yeah. And so it's a concept of bounce okay. in and out of for many years. And we tried to look around the room and say, who's what? Because we meant to have these here. Um, so I'm not sure how it really works out. I, I've learned to hold it a lot more lightly. And yet significantly. Okay. That is, I don't want to try and figure out how it fits so I can make it work, but I am looking for it. I believe in it. Yeah, great. Um, and so maybe I've sometimes thought, you know, God looks at his church in a region and he doesn't see it as we see it. We put it all into the boxes and put our brands on it, but maybe he looks at it and says, well, you know, I'll let you, you know, you're still a bit childish. You can have all that. But I see my church. And here's my apostles for this area. Here's, here's my ministries for this church. Learn how to share them with each other. Learn how rather to share than, them. Rather than hang on to them and, you know, claim you have to have your own. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know, you know. But some of the things is getting understanding. What does he give? Mm. What's an apostle? Someone who is sent. Sent. Um, the Bible says that in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, first the apostles, second the prophets, third okay. the teachers, then some others. Okay. Um, it gives some water. You know, the apostles brought Jesus where Jesus wasn't. Huh. They were sent, yes, they carried a mission, they, but they brought Jesus where Jesus wasn't. Mm. Um, there cannot be a church of Jesus Christ mm. if there hasn't been an expression of the apostolic gift. I don't know how it's going to come, whether the guy put apostle on his head or not. But there can't be a, a church of Jesus unless there's been an expression of the apostolic gift because the yeah. apostolic gift lays the foundation of Jesus where it hasn't yet been laid. That's what we see being worked out in the New Testament, okay. primarily through uh, the Apostle Paul. He what, says, I'm yeah. coming to lay the foundation that's already been laid in Christ. I'm coming to lay it in you. And what's the difference between that and the evangelist? That reaches the lost and how I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not as clear as I know, but the evangelist just tends to go after the lost. They tend to be activators, whereas the apostle is looking to build something. Okay. Looking to grow something. It, he's looking to lay a foundation on which something can grow. Yeah. There's a fathering aspect in, in an apostle that isn't always in the evangelist. Okay. And you, so again, you see that in Apostle Paul. He's, he planted a seed, laid the foundation of Jesus Christ, Amongst some people, now it could be one person, could be a family, okay. could be a community, could be a whole people group or nation. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to limit how God expresses the gift. Yep. But the key thought is the apostolic gift lays the foundation of Jesus somewhere where it has not been laid. Great. And can I pivot just to looking at our, in our time here? Don't, yep. want to, don't want to keep you too long, Dad. Uh, <laughs> But we've got that, and you've also said before, the pastors and teachers tend to be, some people would say they're the same gifts. Well, set. yeah, and again, that's been a part of, I've come across that, I don't really know. There's pastors and teachers are two people, they won't be, well, maybe it's a bit of both and, maybe the Holy Spirit yeah, can work it out just right. as he wants. And can we also say, you know, because I think sometimes we get a bit too, like we treat it like a Myers-Briggs, and I think we have to take yep. our hand off it a bit and just let the Holy yep. Spirit lead, because he is the yep. Spirit of Truth. But I would also say, I'd like to put out there, that, that there are more pa pastors than we think. And there's yes. the gift of pastoral yep. leadership, yep. shepherding, yep. to protect the flock and to yep. um, empower the flock. Yep. Um, I've heard someone say, I think Mike Breen, uh, says 50%, he thinks, that's the okay. number, of the church. Yep. 
our pastors. Well, if you're running a small church model like a Unite, yes. so churches maybe between 15 and 25 plus. That's right. As you look in size, and and you're running, you'd like to have two couples who function as leaders and co-leaders. Yes. Um, so you're looking at, you know, 20 percent. Yeah. Uh, who you'd expect to be pastoring yes. in that group, yeah. and then you've probably got into your apprentice seem to be to be going off and planting another one when yeah. when it gets too big yeah. so you can start to see how you're leaning to that one yeah. of the things is, the foundation the bible says is the apostles and prophets yeah. so first the apostle because yeah. he can't be he's going to lay the foundation of jesus where it hasn't yeah. been prophets tend to when you see in scripture primarily about the renewal the, the refining of the heart you see that, that prophetic gift that's coming through Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Yeah. Come on, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart. Yes, they do some foretelling yes. of things that are coming, but yep. a big role seems to be the, the maturing of the heart. Yeah. And the prophetic gift tends to come into the church that's already functioning to say, come on, return to your first love. Great. Come on, remember what you're all about. Yeah. Come on, remember the Holy Spirit's at work within you. Work Great. with them. Don't, don't ignore his work within you. Come on, circumcise your hearts. Wow. And a lot of what we're doing here is prophetic. Yeah. It's bringing the word of God and saying, come on, we want it to renew and refresh hearts. Uh, the evangelist sees who's not there. How can we you know, keep activating the church to go after those who aren't there? Yeah. And the pastor and teachers tend to be about who is there. Caring for, nurturing, leading pastors. You know, this was a model of the shepherd who led his sheep somewhere where there was going to be water, there was going to be rest, there yeah. was going to be refreshment. The teacher just teaching the word of God line upon line, line upon line. So they work together for the maturing of the body to bring forth unity, to see all the different gifts flourishing. So if, if they're doing their job, mm -hmm. uh, there's more unity in the church. Yeah. There's more hope in the church. Right. There's more Jesus showing up in the church. Mm. There's more truth of the word of God flowing through the church. Yeah. There's more connectedness in the church. And we're not talking about a church. We mean the church. Yeah. Because they're not just, um, it's just about the whole body. And it's equipping his people for the equipping, works of service. Equipping. It's a joining which, together, yep. a mending. Mending, yep. We're going to move off this verse yep. now because we're, we're going to... Um, finish in a minute. We're going to finish in a minute, but yeah. let's land on the end of here. Yep. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him yep. who is the head that is Christ. Yep. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up yes. in love yeah. as each part does its work. Yeah. A lot to say, isn't there? We, we're not going to go too to deep. Yeah. One thing to say is this is God's truth, not our truth. <laughs> I've heard someone talk about this saying, you know, well, I've got to say what I feel because it's, it says, Bible says, speak the truth in love. I thought, no, 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 no. This is speak the truth of Jesus. Not your truth. This is the truth of Jesus. <laughs> It's the truth of faith in Jesus and the love of God. Okay. And, and really, you know, until we've got come to know the truth, we can't speak the truth. Do you know what? I would say yeah. the same thing. I think yeah. part of bearing with one another and loving one another is actually being aware of the, of the other needs in your world. Yep. Less, less yep. Uh, you know what? I could say a lot about people that would say they're being honest and they're just being mean. Yep. And I'm like, you're just being selfish. Just, yep. And, it, you know, here's a little tidbit for you, a little bit of emotional tidbit. Instead of telling someone, here's what you've done, you can actually, if you want to build a relationship, you say, when you did this, I felt this way. 
You're not mm. saying, you're not coloring the whole scenario. <clears throat> you're not saying that this whole scenario is your fault. You're saying, here's how I felt. Yep. And then you give them space to tell you how they felt and you look to reconcile. Yep. Just a little point there that, that it's a better way to then saying, you did this, I'm accusing you. Yeah. I say, here's how I felt and, 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 and yeah. I would like to move forward yeah. with you. And, and this in love, it's not a light phrase. And, and um, you know, we know just meditating on scriptures like First Corinthians 13 to actually go out, let the love of God fill my heart because yeah. the love of God forgives yes. even before it's offended. Yes. Its forgiveness is ready even before it's offended. It's not waiting to get offended and think, oh, no, I've got to find it. No, I've prepared myself to forgive before. Wow. I've had mercy already for Stored people out. who don't deserve it before. And yep. so this is what we're growing in in Christ. Yep. This is what the apostolic gifts yes. are helping us grow in. Yes. They're modeling these things. If they're going to be an apostle, prophet, be leading in the church, they're modeling humility, yep. gentleness, patience, bearing with. They're modeling it because they've grown in it in Christ and we're catching it. Wow. As we finish, eh? that's Great. so important to see that the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped. Yes. And as you know, that word equipped, as you mentioned before, talks is, is as much about being restored and mended, made whole. It's the cartesio. It's not just about being yep. given a tool to do something. Yep. It's about the character yes. of me being shaped yes. and how I'm learning to relate to parts of the body. Yep. I'm equipped when I am rightly joined. In Ephesians 2, he's joining us together in this this temple that he's building, this living temple. Can Again, I stop there? Yeah. I am equipped when I am rightly joined. Yeah. How can God, what, do you, what am I doing to surrender to you to be yeah. rightly joined? How yeah. can I be rightly joined with the yeah. body today? And then I'm bringing what gift God has put in me into those joints. Which into is, those joints. Which has been the joy of our neighborhood yeah. church because they're small enough yeah. for everyone to have a go. Yeah. We had a young boy, nine years old, who um, had a word, a picture from God yep. he shared um, mm. in our neighborhood church that blessed all of us. And I thought, there you go, you've got someone mm. who's now realizing that they have a part to play. They have a gift. Every joint supplies. Every They're joint. supplying some life to the body. And, and as we finish, I suppose, we just each part working properly yes. doesn't mean perfectly. Yep. yep. It just means they're doing the thing, having to go to do that which God has put on them. Ephesians 2.10. Yep. Uh, we are God's workmanship, not our own workmanship. I like created to say, in Christ yep. Jesus yes. to do good works, yes. which He prepared in advance for us to do. That word we had, they were already there before I came. Now I'm learning to do them. We here. We practice. He perfects. Yeah, one of my favorite things. And this one here, when each part is working proper, properly, when each part is doing its works, Ephesians two ten. Don't read this verse. Outside, outside of, of that one. what Ephesians has yep. already said in That's Ephesians right. 2.10 and, and other places, and then makes the whole body grow as it builds itself up in love. That's, that's awesome, so, Dad. So if we're not joined and learning to bear with and make every effort to keep unity, yes. we're not building ourselves up in love, mm. why would we expect the body to grow? Why would we expect yeah. the church to grow? Why would we expect the mission of Christ to reach other people. Yeah. If we're not loving one another as Christ loved us, which really mm. encapsulates a lot of this yes. in John 13, 34 and 35, yep. why would we expect others to know Jesus? Because yeah. he said, 
as you know, uh, love one another as I have loved you. A new command would I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. Then all men will know you are my disciples. Right. And often I found the church, we're trying to convince people um, uh, that we are disciples of Jesus and, and that they should be too, without actually following the biblical pattern yeah. of first attending to our joining and our loving one another and yeah. some maturing in that with the power. And he told us, this is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have no excuse. Yep. I can't right. say I'm no good at this. And God will say, that's right. You are useless at this. But let me do something in your yep. life. Yep. Come and trust me. Yep. Put your hope in me. That's the big word today. Hope. hope. Don't put your hope in your ability to be this person. Yeah, great. Put your hope in me. And thanks, Dad. It's been yeah. awesome having you here. And I want to say to finish, oh, incredible, a great podcast, uh, if I could say so myself. Mm. Uh, yes. Congratulations for making it this far. And just to end, if we'd love your feedback. We'd actually mm. love you to send, there's just our, our, our outro has our emails there. Yep. We'd love you to send us emails because yep. we're just trialing this. We want to see if this is something that helps. Let us know. Let us know what helps. Let us know what doesn't. Questions. Let, questions. Um, um, rebuttals. Yep. Rebuttals. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Anything that comes yeah. up from you. But we want to know. We, we're looking to be helpful and create a global community here. And we want yeah. to know, um, yeah. And if you want to contribute and, and be a part of letting this go on, we'll, um, we'll let you know in the future how we can see this podcast go forward. Let us know if you want to mm. see more, if you want to hear more of what's happening here. Okay. We, do we want to know? Yes, we do want we to know. We do. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Love feedback. See you later. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui.